Tonight on Alpha's Back in Pod Form, James Sheaves. Put that in your gin and tonic. Gamba Master. Ah, yes, yes. Speaking of food. And Katya Zenana. I was taking dead bodies out of holes. Plus me, Byron Huzzy, host of the show. Some combination of neurons in your mind represents the memory of what Leisure Suit Larry's penis looks like. That's something I will say at some point. Check it out. Uh, hey everybody, welcome to Elf is Back in Pod Form, episode 21. Looking through the window. My name is Byron Hussey, I'm the host. I'm joined today on this... Um, what do, what do we call this? Like sort of a reunion tour. We've been uh, off for a few weeks. Thirty-first anniversary episode. Yeah. Um, I'm joined by. Let's see who first. Gumba Master. Hello. And also by who's second? This is in order of my affections. Uh huh. Jeez, now I put a lot of pressure on myself. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Katya Zenana. Sorry, James. Hello. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I thought we had something. We do. I mean, you can't take this that seriously. It's Gumba first. He's watching a flippin' Borderlands stream. Might as well Tales watch, of the Borderlands. Might as well watch somebody pee. That's different. How about you just watch a pee video, <laughs> which is just a stream of pee into a toilet? That would be better than what you're watching. No, no, that comes afterwards, you know, for relaxation. Too much information. And finally, <laughs> James Sheaves. Hey, yo, what's up? How you going? Also, Jim. Also known as Jim. Yeah, that's what I'm known as. So uh, this is a uh, this is the first Alf podcast in uh, in, a, in a while because I've been moving house. I bought a house and I moved into it. And yeah, it took a while. It took a while. I mean, it didn't didn't take that long to move, but it was you know I just had to get my stuff together. And I've mm-hmm. got a, a new um, podcasting studio here. It's, it's actually nice. It's just a the third bedroom, but instead of a bed, it has a you know like a desk. I used to have a desk. You don't I have got a rid desk? of it. Well, I I gave it to my brother actually. That sounds very like um, Steve Jobs, kind of like, we don't need desks anymore, man. Yeah, we don't, because we don't do real work. But speaking for yourself, I work all, all right. I work hard and play hard. That's good to hear. So how have, how have you guys been doing in my absence from your lives? At least in this capacity. Pretty well. Well, each Pretty day well. is a struggle. No, what's happier, actually? <laughs> I don't believe you. This is the twenty-first uh, episode of Alf that we'll, we'll be discussing today, and it is called "Looking Through the Window." And does anybody know who? Are you did, the song? Who did the song? I have no idea. Katya? I didn't check. 
I am it's busy for this. The Billy Jackson, Holiday. The Jackson 5. Jackson 5, right. Jackson 5. All right. I was actually going to Janet Jackson, but then I thought um, they'd do songs that are earlier than that. Yeah, pretty close. Cool. it was, on. in fact, I'm gonna play the tune. childhood. I'm going to play the tune for a sec here. find uh, listening to Michael Jackson sing as a child a little bit spooky, like like knowing what, a, what would become of him. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's, a, it's a jamming tune, nonetheless. Uh, did you, could you hear it? No. <laughs> I could hear someone breathing. I think it might be you. Uh, yeah. Happy breathing. Well, as I was listening, I was getting uh, more into it, and I started breathing more heavily. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> But the good news is the podcasting listening audience will probably only be able to hear the, the tune. Nice. Yeah. So that was... Uh, so one uh, of the Jackson 5's better songs? I don't... didn't sound that good to me. <laughs> it was like... It's very like 70s, like... As if you know... As if you know what's good. Um... Yeah, no, I mean it's fine. It's whatever. Um, it's fine. Yes, for I mean, the... I mean, just to clarify, I mean, you let people like us on this podcast, and you and you see, and you dare to judge something on its quality. So, what do you mean by people like us? Like, what do you, what specifically are you saying about, for example, Katya? What do you, how do you, what do you think about her as a person? She's Russian. <laughs> that says it all. Uh, pretty good characteristic. Thanks, yeah. Gumba. Getting into the ethnic vilification. Yeah. Um, yeah, Looking Through the Windows was released May 23rd, 1972. It's the genre. The song the, or, the, or the episode? The song. Obviously. Oh. Just use a little bit right. of deductive reasoning here. A little bit of logic. Um, In a world where time travel is possible. Okay, which world is that? Because it's not, not this one. It's mine. The episode I of decided Elf. to live in it. The you Elf. can't take that away from me. The Elf, Elf <laughs> episode, um, looking through the windows, premiered on March 16th, 1987. It is a uh, parody of the Alfred Hitchcock film Rear Window. Mm-hmm. Has anybody seen Rear Window? Um, I think I've, I have seen most of it, but it's just like kind of a stock plot in television shows, isn't it? Like it is, yeah. Their Rear Window episode. There's a Simpsons Rear Window episode. Yeah, Simpsons one, of course. And... That's the one uh, where Milhouse writes Millpool on Bart's cast. Remember? Why did he do that? <laughs> because he wanted to get, go into the pool, and Bart was like, at least sign my cast, and he couldn't even get through because <laughs> he was so preoccupied <laughs> by wanting to get in the pool. <laughs> 
So he got lost his train of thought halfway through and find it mill pool. That's a good one. Thanks, yeah. Matt Groening, for yeah. that one. Yeah, I'm sure Matt Groening wrote that wrote that episode and specifically yeah. that gag. Ran it by James L. Brooks. <laughs> James L. Brooks actually wrote that in the notes. Like, can we have Millhouse be really excited <laughs> about getting in the pool? Uh, oh, can I just say that that was a that was a flawless James L. Brooks impersonation. Well, I, I've watched a lot of behind the scenes making of um, documentaries on as good it, as good as it gets, starring Jack Nicholson and um, Greg Kinnear. Diane Keaton. No, it's um, oh. What's her name? Thinking from, of a different uh, movie. <laughs> Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt. Academy uh-huh. Award nominee Helen Hunt. We lost you I guys. I think uh, we should. Yeah, I think <laughs> okay. we should get back to Alan. So, um, <laughs> or at least start. Yeah, let's get started. Um, so, I watched this on my. Uh, I watched this in bed on my computer and full screen and I didn't feel like typing notes so I just wrote four notes on my iPhone. Nice. I mean creepy notes. (laughs) I'll read them to you. (laughs) Spoilers. Uh, The first Mm -hmm. note is I can't play Blink the Lights. (laughs) (laughs) The the second note is Trevor steals the corn. (laughs) The third note is Ice Pick Bingo. <laughs> and the fourth note okay. is the, bo- the Boy Who Cried Wolf is a book. <laughs> All right. So that, that gives you a, a, a pretty good uh, arc of, of the you know, emotional uh, trajectory of the episode, I would say. Yeah, I am uh, I'm not sure if... Um, should we just stop now? Yeah, you know, that, that's that's all you need, really. Can that just be the podcast? <laughs> um, Very, it would be um, a relief for all listeners, at least. I couldn't understand either of you because you talked over each other. So neither of you well, had okay. that thought to be heard now. Um, oh, well. So the episode starts where they're in a a blackout. An electric blackout, I think. I think Willie called it, which is like a little bit redundant. Kind of a tautology. Is it? I know. I think he said. I mean, you can have. I think he said a power blackout. You can have like a media blackout or like. You know, you can have all sorts of blackouts. But that would not be. There's just no way that would. I mean, context helps. I guess. I just think it's. I've never heard somebody say a power blackout. No, I guess not. I think you only have to specify if it's another type of blackout because blackout means a power outage. I think I think this uh, this uh, scene starts out good. You know, we get to see uh, Alf using an opera glass and wearing a wife beater. Yeah, was was it a wife beater? Yeah, no, no, I don't care. Just like um, just like in in streetcar. That's true. Uh, it was apparently it was Willie's wife beater, though. Does that mean Willie's an abusive husband? I mean, he is, but not because of that. It's not, not because connected. of, but it's evidence of. Hmm. Also, why does Willie have opera glasses? Yeah, that was my thought as well. Like, 
when you go into the opera, buddy. Because he's a, a bit of a dandy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Is that offensive? Yeah, it's a, it's offensive to... um. Uh, what's a dandy? Like a guy from the 19th century who wears fancy clothes? I think so, yeah. Like It was like an <laughs> aristocratic Frenchman or Brit. I think they were also known as macaronis. Yes, but... Um... Uh, can we can we talk for a moment about the scoreboard of keeps? Oh yeah, please. You know the the one where he uh, uh, judges uh, Trevor and Rackle's um, performance during yeah. um, during the domestic dispute. argument. Yes, the floor is yours, Gumba. Let's talk about that. <laughs> I, I'm just impressed that uh, apparently Trevor. <laughs> Trevor leads by uh, almost, uh, what was it, um, six or seven points by the end of it. Yeah. Do you think that that's because Alf is sort of subsumed by the, the patriarchy and is interpreting Trevor's sort of masculine bluster as victory? Mm. Maybe. Sort of using Maybe. It's very difficult to judge who actually wins in this kind of. It's subjective, I guess. I mean, I mean, it ends by both going into different parts of the house. Trevor goes and locks himself up in the bathroom, and Rachel uh, uh, locks herself up in the bedroom. Yeah, and Are you sure it was that way? It wasn't the other way around. No, no, no it's. Uh... No, he oh, got okay. it right, and, and for some reason, Raquel got half a point. Forget going in the bedroom, but Trevor got a full point for going to the bathroom. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, well, maybe Alf is a sexist. It seems like a double standard. Well, actually, no, no, no. That 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 is actually, uh, you know, uh, there's a reason behind that because uh, Trevor did that first. So basically, Mm. uh, Rackle's action was more more of an imitation. Mm -hmm. That's true. Okay. And she had the inferior setting of, of the bathroom as opposed to the comfortable bedroom yeah. with all its fittings. And she had the uh, inferior chromosomes. <laughs> yeah. I actually thought that's where you were going with it, James. Like, And she was of the inferior, of inferior like the weaker sex. And, right, the weaker sex. Like, obviously, sex it's just the, the, the negative qualities. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Alf is watching yeah. this uh, domestic... Spat? Do you call it spat? Mm-hmm. Uh, you could. Out, uh, through the through the window. Um, seems like Re- Trevor and Raquel are really at each other's throats lately. Um, do you guys think it's because it's been so hot? No, well, I think it's because they're married so long. Oh. And they're just a pair of jerks. Yeah, but no. I mean, like, well, it seems to be ramping up now, and it, it also is. Um, they're in the, in the middle of a heat wave. I so my father would sometimes talk about um how crime mm-hmm. would go up in the um in the in the hot weather um, cuz he used to work the uh like the police blotter at the uh, Philadelphia mm-hmm. Inquirer so he would get all the you know he would get all the crime statistics and so on all the scoops so do you think it's maybe Well yeah like, I mean so maybe Alf was right, and uh, to to keep an eye on that family. Yeah, because most maybe there could be a murder happening. Most murders are committed by husbands. Let's face it. 
I think it's like ninety percent. <laughs> Gee. I just I mean it's, it's made up statistics. Just but made just a fictional go with it. one. It could be it could be real. It sounds um, been murdered. Maybe. Yeah. Right. So um Willie comes in, he's outraged. Uh that Alf is um uh, wearing his wife beater, using his opera glasses, spying on the neighbors, and um Alf complains because he's bored because he can't play Blink the Lights because of the blackout. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. It's, it's, it's hilarious. It's so funny that it's a full quarter of my notes on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you kind of you kind of dropped it off to the um the latter port. Yeah. Um, and then so we get the uh, what happens to the how do we get kicked to the credits? Um, was it the corn? No, that's not. No, I was asking. No, no the corn happens afterwards. I was asking Katya. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm not really sure. They're just what? discussing the fact that it's not good. Spy on the. Uh, Does he, doesn't Alf. Neighbors. Nobody remembers. Okay, good. They just. I mean, they before that. To the credits with no joke. Actually, yes, he did. Uh, he did yell something at the Kamalik's house, but uh, I I couldn't really understand it. Hmm. Was it like uh, in in Latin or something? No, no, I just couldn't really understand uh, it because there was saxophone playing all over the the segment to provide. Oh, yeah. that's, that's right. Is at the end. Turn off the sax, providing <laughs> like a. a uh, um, that was pretty funny. Gag Very meta. Because it's, it's in fact diegetic music. Um, so what does diegetic <laughs> music mean? Well, it's uh, you know the the cantina band in Star Wars. You know. Du, 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 du. Yeah, but like what? Uh, that's an, just yet another example. I, I want the actual. That's the Muppet that's, Show that's theme. That's prototypical example. <laughs> what is the Muppet the... That, That's the Muppet Show theme. You just um. They're very similar. Um, not the Kermit stuff, isn't he? A similar creatures to Kermit. Uh, so the, yeah. ter the term is dio... Yeah, yeah but all franchises now belong to Disney. Diegetic or diegetic, or like, it, I'm unsure of the pronunciation. And it means but that it, like it's being actually being played in the background. It's not an over... It's not like a score. Or in the foreground, indeed. Oh, maybe in the foreground, but it's like the the characters in the movie are actually hearing it in the room. It's not something that the editor put in over. Is that is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. So like, uh, what, I think there are like musicals that only use diegetic music. I think like, uh, uh, what was that one about the Marilyn Monroe musical? I don't know. And they were like putting on a music. It was is called that... like Smash. Is that the one where um, she's in the Snickers commercial? Uh, um, sure, I didn't watch it. So diegetic sound is a sound whose source is visible on the screen or whose source is implied to be present by the action of the film. Voices of characters, mm -hmm. sounds made by objects in the story, music representatives coming from instruments in the story, space, etc. Good. Mm -hmm. So we learned something new from this podcast. I believe. Well, I, I didn't. Well, I don't think you were able to really define it very well. So what I'm teaching you here is how to 
mm-hmm. how to explain something better. Um, Good. <laughs> uh, let me ask, by teaching you mean reading the Wikipedia page? <laughs> yeah, but but you didn't open up the Wikipedia page. Also, I, I'm not on the Wikipedia page. I just Google diagenic music, and Google provides the definition without me having to even click in the, <laughs> in the uh, sites. Thanks, Google. Exert. Well, I can't Google. I'm watching a Tales Tales from the Borderlands stream. That must be really stupid. Must be a dumb. Must feel dumber. (laughs) Is there any diegetic music in the Tales of the Borderlands? Maybe. Maybe. Guys, we're off the track. Intriguing. Go back to the episode. So after the credits, what happens? I forget. For dinner. That's right. So they're all eating dinner. Oh, so that's right. Kate brings a giant, ridiculous plate of food to Alf, where it's yeah. got like chicken and a Jello Does mold. That, like, yeah, it has Jello on it. Mm-hmm. Don't People generally have that for that? dinner, do you? Like, uh, it's a little bit old fashioned. Food combination. Also, I should say, um, uh, Jello is like a an American word. I think, like in Australia, we just call it jelly. Yeah, jelly is the um. Is actually, um, like the we, brand neutral term. Yeah. And... It's not. It's not the brand neutral term in the United States. Actually, jelly is like a, a pre- preserve. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's gelatin. Pres- yeah, I forgot. Yeah, gelatin is. Yeah, the, that would uh, like that would like make um, absolutely no sense to someone in Australia if you said that I'm I'm gonna put jelly on my sandwich. Yeah, they they'd look at you like you were insane. Yeah, but gelatin is the um, generic term, but that's a little bit clinical right. or something. So I think Jello sort of took over. Yeah, you, you a, probably wouldn't want to have a dessert. Yeah, what's the name of something that is like the brand has taken on the, <sighs> the Kleenex? I used to eat gelatin a lot as a kid. Xerox. Pro- oh, it's a proprietary eponym. Eponym. Okay. Uh, no, genericized trademark. So anyway. Um, should we perhaps change the theme of this podcast to be like a vocabulary uh, educational podcast? That seems to be where we're going. No, it was already that. Oh. There's <laughs> oh. no change required. Um, so, yeah, so uh, Kate brings a giant cartoonishly large plate of food to Alf. So this is kind of funny because like they complain so much about Alf being like such a like 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 a greedy loafer freeloader, but then they're like totally uh, like do they have to give him that big of a plate of food? Enabling him, yeah, just because he well, maybe he needs that much food to survive because of his alien physiology. Well, if so, yeah, we, we're not really we're not really shown what happens if he doesn't get enough food. But like, maybe they know he hurts. They're trying people. to prevent that. Mm. Yeah. He'll hurt them. Also, he'll probably eat like. I just think they like complaining. Oh, that's probably why they do it. Ah, yes, yes. Speaking of food, there was a little quip uh, about Alf that Alf made in the pre-credits. Uh, it was about the heat. Mm-hmm. Um, it was said it was so hot you could fry a cat on the sidewalk. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. That, was that Alfie funny. sure does like murdering innocent felines. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, to consume them. I mean, we use we we use practically the same term with eggs. 
instead of cats. Yeah. Yes. Are you saying we as in like <laughs> the the human race or most of the human race, yes. Yeah. So Of um, course there are regions where there are no sidewalks, so they probably don't use that uh, that saying there. It wouldn't be part of their cultural vocabulary. Yeah. Yes. They would try to fry the they might eggs not even have eggs on the floor of the jungle or or some something savage <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um so um the they they so there's a knock at the door. And Oh uh, no 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 no, you forgot something very important. Wait. Did he did the murder already happen? No no no. But the power goes out again. Oh yeah, so he ate yeah. the whole plate. Well we're not gonna do the whole episode beat by beat. <laughs> Why not you babe? <laughs> We're all here. We're not so, to Elf eat the whole plate of food because of the power goes out again, and then Trevor comes in. And, and Willie's. And Willie's. Oh, that's right. And then he almost eats Brian's, too. <laughs> Actually, that was funny because uh, Willie seemed very sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's my plate. Do you just uh, enjoy seeing <laughs> Willie suffer? Yeah. I mean, isn't that the whole point <sighs> of this show? The whole point is just to watch him suffer. There was some really good Willie suffering in this episode. Because he was just he was just put in just really awkward positions over and over again. And Kate, uh, Kate made a very made a very funny re- remark when she asked um, how how he managed to uh, eat that much. Oh, did and, you inhale uh, it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. This the this was my second line. favorite line in the entire series yeah I mean, it, it is it is funny Gumba, but it, I mean, isn't it like a kind of a cliche like it, isn't that just sort of like standard vocabulary at this point like geez slow down kids and you're maybe that's where it came from perhaps do you know well it's it's always how i eat my food do you know the word that my father always used to to use when he accused us of being um, greedy children who were eating everything? No, what is it? Uh, he used the word gormandize. Gormandize. Yeah. Like, uh, Thanks, so, so to treat in the manner of a gourmand, i.e., one who eats lots. Yeah, I don't that... think that's what they do though. Yeah. They just like enjoy and pick the right. No, no, that's foods, a gourmet. Right? Well, that's what that's we do. That's a gourmet. Did. Gourmand. A, gu- a gourmet is someone who enjoys food. A gourmand is someone who enjoys eating. Mm. All right. Uh. We're learning a lot. Is that? <laughs> yeah. Do you guys remember, um, wasn't there, Gumba, you'll probably remember this. Remember the game Power Stone? Yeah. Remember, wasn't there like a character named Gourmand who was like a chef? Mm, I. Yep. Yeah. I think I don't. No, re- I don't recall the name, but I know that. Then I know the character. I, I f- wasn't he in Power Stone too? Yeah, he was in Power Stone too. Yeah. It, isn't there a guy in like Street Fighter who has like four arms? Uh, I think you're thinking of. No, uh, no, that's Mortal Kombat. Goro. Yeah. Goro. Prince Goro. I didn't know he was a prince. Right. I regret. What, what about Alf? I regret getting onto the subject of video games. So Trevor comes in and he um, uh, is like, uh, "Why? What was his? What was the excuse he gave for coming over? Just getting away from Raquel?" 
Yeah, it was yeah, so they clumsy. Had a fight. Like the writers forgot to like write what they were arguing about. It was just that they were arguing. Yeah, I think. So um, he he sort of struts in like he owns the place. Um, it was very uh, very vaudeville. This whole scene it was very like. Uh-huh. I'm the I'm the rude neighbor coming in. I I don't think anybody really behaves like this in in reality. No, you you would you would say please leave if yeah. someone did that. I think. So I I enjoy uh, seeing Tanner's kind of struggle with that. I mean, Kate eventually tells him to fuck off, basically. Yeah. But but it also like, it takes some time. And we, she, they, they also permit him to leave with a full plate of corn, <laughs> which is um, another now fifty uh, percent of my notes are eaten up. Uh, <laughs> but like, More why couldn't like seven minutes in? Why couldn't they just tell him not to take the corn? Like that's stealing. We got a lesson about stealing later. He's in the a, he's an alpha male. They they just. Are not up to his yeah. level. They feel inferior. So he he charges in and starts ranting about women in general. Actually, mm-hmm. so he 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 definitely is an alpha male. Yeah, um, Katya, as a woman, how did this scene make you feel? <laughs> what exactly did he say? I don't really. Um... I think he was saying something about how women are difficult. Yeah, again, oh, yeah, he was like, Kate, hey, you're a woman. Yeah. And Kate's like, uh... I guess so. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, he looks uh, kind of uh, like a terrible person that you don't even talk to, you know? Yeah. He just rants at you, and you just hope he, he goes away, like which a, I guess is what is happening. Like a Donald Trump type. Yeah, you don't. You don't even want to get involved. Yeah, let's get this. Make this this political. (laughs) So this whole scene is sort of like Trevor comes in and complains and leaves, but there's not much substance to it, um, other than that he then steals the corn. Raquel comes over and says, "Let's not air our dirty laundry." Uh Um. I mean, obviously, all this is just to set up what happens later. Right. And also, Trevor says that, like, you guys are already watching from the window. It's very strange. Uh-huh. And, and it's like, Willie denies it. And, yeah. Like, of course he would. And then Trevor believes that. And is like, but I still feel like I'm being watched. Um, <laughs> that's not really a thing, though, right? I mean, like... Yeah, that's a cliche that, like, never really made sense to me. I, I've i never felt like I was being watched and couldn't say why. Yeah, or if, I mean, you can imagine it. That doesn't mean you are or are not being watched. Yeah. And if you are being watched and you feel like you're being watched, that's because either you noticed or it's a coincidence. Yeah. Like, I, I think if someone were, like, staring at me or staring in my direction and I kind of caught it out of my peripheral vision, I would notice that, yeah. and that might be akin to the like feeling but that's not how people describe it in fiction they describe it as it's like you know extra sensory Ooh, there's someone's got their eyes trained on me right now i can i can sense it yeah and it's almost presented here as though that's that's fact that's science fact yeah i mean it's possible that he just could have seen like a pair of eyes from the you know from the darkness of the window or something then even then it's like it could be like pareidolia 
which is um, yes. can anybody another, define uh, pareidolia? Three dollar word. Uh, Katya, do you know what pareidolia is? No, I'm waiting for your explanation to learn something else. Pareidolia is the um, uh, human capacity to see uh, patterns where where none such patterns exist, such All as right. the feet yeah, on got Mars it. or. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I recognize it now. Yeah, the man in the moon. Yeah, it's it's a it's a very um, it's a, we're, we're kind of hardwired for facial recognition. Mm -hmm. And and we we tend to. I think um I think the the facial recognition aspect of pareidolia has its own little sub word, which I'm just gonna vamp while I Google okay. now. This is good. This is a twofer. Do do you know? Come on, do you know what twofer means? Because <laughs> we're make, we're turning into a threefer, actually. Twofer, it's like two for one. Okay, are you still watching that stream, Gumba? Huh? What? Are you still watching the stream? Uh, yeah. How how could it? How could that even be interesting for this long? It's an interesting game, I think. Not more interesting than Al. Come on. I guess two. You know, Telltale tell uh... should make an Alf game. <laughs> that take. would be interesting. Um, Katya, were you about to make gonna, a, uh, a, a... Uh, Excuse me for a moment. I'm going to write the uh, email here. Okay, that's, <laughs> that's good. Um, all right, so moving on. Trevor steals the corn. Uh, next scene... Um, Alf is, uh, gee, what was he doing? Um, he's reading a book, speed reading yeah, a book speed reading, in yeah. the, uh, in the basement or? I think he was in like, I actually don't even know what room he was in, in the first scene where he was looking out the window. Was he in it's the bedroom? Like... In Willis. Yeah, yeah, in the main bedroom, I think. And then he's in his laundry room speed reading yeah. in the evening. And it seems like he's not really speed reading. Like, he's he's not actually um, absorbing any of the information, right? Because he's listening to yells of Raquel and... Um, yeah. And um, Raquel and Trevor are, are shouting... And he's trying to speed read. Um, and um, then Trevor closes the window. What's that? It's huh? not me. Oh, that was, that was a video certainly playing. Uh -huh. So, wait, wait, where was I? Oh, Raquel. No, Trevor. Trevor closes the window. Closes the window. And then, um, oh, oh, Alf has a pretty funny line. It's like, I can't read with all this silence. Yeah. That was funny, right? That was pretty funny. Yeah. Lynn is also there checking on him, being super nice. Yeah, she wore um, two different, just completely pink outfits in this episode, I remember. Am I wrong? Am I making mm -hmm. that up? No, you're not. Because like one was like a dress, 
and the other was like shorts. Yeah. But it looked like they were made from the same material. Are we getting it into the material discussion again? Right. <laughs> we already yeah. had that. <laughs> so like a terry, I mean, we could like have a like a separate cloth? podcast about it's, the outfit. It's like you're obsessed with fabric, Byron. Is it silk? No. It's a jersey. I think it's chiffon. So, um, what does Lynn contribute to the scene, Katya? Um. She's a supportive. I don't really know. She's just there to remind that she's a character. I think she's a supportive. She, she's not. Yeah, kind of. I would even say borderline flirty. Whoa. Yeah, she's a. She's a, I think in two scenes with Alf, and in both she's been. That's always uh, super uh, nice. Lynn's position is that she's, she's like, uh, and I think I've made this point several times. But that she's like the cool teen that sort of pretty pretty much accepts Alf for who he is no matter what. Um, she, she's always very supportive of him. And I so you're interpreting that as flirty? Mm, not always. I'm just saying that in this particular scene. I mean she is seems. a she is a teenager and so she's got a lot of hormones happening, right? <laughs> Yeah. So this is like a hormonal thing. <laughs> uh, maybe she's a. I don't know. There are not many like male. I I I guess I I shouldn't uh, just say that she's uh, by default attracted to males. But right. There are not many sane <laughs> people in this household. Is what I'm saying. Well, it's mm-hmm. it's, and... it's all of her uh, family. And also, it's all of her family, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Like so she's she's, be... uh, she's choosing the only the only person she can. Right. She allows herself to be attracted to. Yeah. How is that for a theory? It's a good one. It's like, um, is there some kind of like romantic equivalent to Stockholm syndrome, where it's like, oh yeah, like prison? Isn't that Stockholm syndrome? No. Because... Yeah, but uh, wouldn't that be? I mean. Isn't more like Alf the prisoner? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, um, that will be more like reverse Stockholm syndrome. So it's double reverse yeah. Stockholm syndrome, but not really Stockholm but, syndrome because it's not Stockholm syndrome isn't explicitly romantic. You mean you right? mean, uh, or to use another term, double reach around Stockholm syndrome? Okay, let's just let's just let's like just a, move on. Let's just. Fan fiction. <laughs> so um alf he, uh sees um he thinks he sees trevor with an ice pick through the window right uh-huh. yeah we're not showing what's actually happening yeah we just see alf reacting and um it cuts and then had basic instinct come out yet no. No. So the ice pick was already like in the popular imagination as an instrument of murder. I actually remember watching this episode as a child, and I didn't know what an ice pick was. Ah. In fact, I I only ever knew of an ice pick as a murder weapon. 
Right. Okay. Like, yeah. I mean, like nobody um, uses an ice pick. We have ice You don't really trays. see them. Yeah. That's what ice trays are for. Uh, Katya, yeah, because you, you don't just freeze a big block. Do you have ice trays in Russia? Yeah. We had, um, we had like, like, when I was a kid, I guess, like, kind of old Soviet um, freezers and fridges, and uh, they all had, like, these plastic ice yeah you You wouldn't get much ice from that like maybe i don't know 20 cubes or something like that good good number yeah but russians are not very keen on um cold drinks in the first place yeah it's already cold there like all the time anyway right (laughs) oh pretty much yeah (laughs) Yeah. i have an ice maker in my refrigerator which i haven't used yet because i've never had an ice maker before it's always seemed like kind of a luxury but now i have mm-hmm. it and i just don't even use it you gotta let yourself do that do you think it would be cool to maybe like put fruit juice into it <laughs> or it or it could fuck it up <laughs> doesn't it use some kind of like tubes that could clog up or something like oh that? yeah it would oh. be a, it would be a disaster <laughs> and i think it actually like comes directly full from of the bacteria yeah, Mold, that was the problem. Moldy cubes. Um, we we had an ice maker in the fridge when I lived in the states, but the water kind of stank, so yeah. it made stank ice. Like we had to have like a water filter so that we could drink the water, but you can't put a water filter in the ice maker, so we just had like stanky ice that we couldn't really use. Yeah, I think I think our ice maker has a has a filter. Nice. Because the, the previous owner of the house was telling me about all the filters I had to change, and I think that was one of them. I think that's the problem with ice in general. Even even like just ice in a tray, it just sits in their freezer for like weeks and it just starts smelling like old food. <laughs> yeah. nice. I, I don't like ice. I don't like ice. Put that in your gin and tonic. And I'm pretty sure they pee in ice machines in fast food restaurants. <laughs> I've heard of that. That's, that's just obnoxious. Surely uh, you'd see that. And the ice, no? No, because it goes right into a soft drink, like a mellow yellow. You wouldn't be able to tell mm. if it was mellow yellow. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So Alf runs into the uh, marital suite and uh, demands that the uh, tanners call the police. Call the police. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, they don't believe Alf because they think he had a nightmare. Oh, Alf tells uh, tells the uh, Willie and Kate that he saw um, Trevor murder Raquel with an ice pick. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know later on in the episode, um, Trevor was um, chopping ice, as he put it. Um, is this what Alf saw through the window? Like he was just happened to be chopping some ice and like... Like what? What did what did Alf actually see? It was mm, never. It sounds was, like a logical explanation. It was never. It's really strange because though. there are like two situations. That there is an ice pick that supposedly he used on ice, but also he has meat. Yeah. So it's sort of like I, I get. I sort of it makes sense that it's like okay, it was all, 
a series of misunderstandings, but humorous never, misunderstandings. They never really tied together what actually happened on the night of. Which is my eh. my theory is that he actually killed his wife. Yep. Well, that's that's and then replaced her with a, a body double. We never see her again. Yeah, in she the has episode. a sister, supposedly, so maybe she's mm-hmm. replaced with her twin sister. Yeah, that you, it was after. Do you guys oh. think that it would be a good idea to do a spin-off show mm. from Alf that's just about Raquel's sister? <laughs> Nobody else. Uh, what would you call it? Um, I, we'll, we'll, What's her name? We don't even I don't even think we know Raquel's maiden name. Uh Gumba. Mm. Do do you recall if we ever hear uh, Raquel's maiden name at any point? Don't think so. Another thing we don't know is whether Raquel's sister married. Although we do see a lot, uh, a lot more of um, the Okamonic family uh, during uh, Thanksgiving episode one, and uh, I do believe Trevor and Raquel are probably the most normal out of the bunch. Oh, I would, I'm looking forward to that episode. Is that a season one? I don't know. I think it's Probably not. season two. Because we're already in March here, so we, we're way past Thanksgiving. I'm, I'm on the, the Alf wiki right now. It seems that we, we meet her sister-in-law, but there is no mention of her sister. Oh, it's really internally inconsistent. Maybe that's who, it's, it's his sister-in-law. Why would she stay with Trevor's sister? Or is this one of her... Her siblings. No, wait, that doesn't make sense. No, I think she had she had a sister, but her sister replaced her. You know, after she she was killed, she yeah. was murdered. I think you're right. So we were uh. never told that it is her sister. It, she's just posed as Raquel. I will like say, shout out to um, friend of the podcast, Philip J. Reed, posted a humorous link on the Alf. Fan club, which is invitation only, I believe. Um, are you guys members? <laughs> I haven't yeah. been invited. Yeah, Katya, I know you yeah, are. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I, James, I don't know what what you did wrong, but. But <laughs> <laughs> did you guys see this? Uh, Philip uh, linked to a um, uh, fan fiction <laughs> of the uh, the Akmonics taking a trip to Hawaii. <laughs> I, I, I saw that he posted it, but I didn't uh, actually click on it. Is it good? Um, it yeah, depends it's on good. your uh, definition of the word "god." It's pretty good. It's a little bit. It's a little <laughs> bit too tongue in cheek. I would have liked it to be uh, maybe uh, a little bit more earnest. <laughs> uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, know, maybe I'll link to that in the show notes. The art remembers. was very nice, I think. It looked. It reminds me of uh, Saturday Morning Breakfast cereal art. The old webcomic. Yeah. Isn't it still going? Quite possibly. I don't actually follow webcomics at all. That's is that Zach Morrison's yeah, one? Yeah, Zach Morrison. I yeah, I don't know who that is, but I know that that's his name. <laughs> can America? Can America's favorite snooping neighbors protect the country from international terrorism? 
Okay, so yeah, I'll link to that in the show notes. That's fun. Um, oh, is that the plot of the thing? That sounds kind of like the uh, Faulty Towers movie that um, John Cleese said he wanted to do. <laughs> I've never heard about that. Yeah, he, it was like... post 9-11, so, uh, <laughs> and, and he thought, oh, well, I can't really make this. But his idea was that uh, Basil would be going on holiday for the first time in a long time and the plane would get hijacked by terrorists and he would be so pissed off that his holiday and his flight was being wrecked uh, that he would he would take back control of the plane kind of diehard style from them. That's funny because you can really just picture how how irritated he would be. I finally get time for a holiday. I, can't, I, I, just, I, don't, I don't do a good British accent, but yeah, you can really just, it is just theater of the mind, you know? Yeah, um, he'd be quite cross. So where were we? In the bedroom. Whoa. <laughs> Easier there. With, uh, with like sass. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Alf is uh, concerned about Raquel. Uh, yeah, uh, what happened? After they, uh, they, they don't want to call the police because they think it was a nightmare and also because Alf keeps imagining things like their neighbor building an A-bomb in his basement. Yeah, that's right. It turned out to be, according to Willie, it turned out to be a pool heater. Mm, and, um, I don't know. But then um, Alf thinks that the neighbor didn't have a pool, but then it turned out that they did, and then he wanted to see if he, he asked if they could go over. Did any of you guys um, know anybody with a pool growing up? Yeah, yeah I think so. Did you have a pool, James? Uh, no, I, I never had a pool. Yeah, we're, we're all just so impoverished. <laughs> Gumba, did you have a pool? I mean, it, it's sort of it's, it's sort of like a crappy luxury to have, though, isn't it? Oh, particularly like, oh, in like temperate little... climates, where you can't use a bit of stagnant water. It's not stagnant. You uh, fill it with chemicals. I had one of these, uh, mm. you know, little, uh, little. How do you call it? Paddling pools as a kid. Like um, a kiddie pool. Kiddie pool, yeah. Yeah. You know the cheap ones that you can inflate. Yeah, well, yeah, we had good. them as well. Yeah, I had one of those. In fact, um, I think we have one right now. Whoa! Fill it with ice. Some beers. You got and, a party. And get naked and wrestle. I know it's summertime down there in in, in the land of Oz, almost. Uh, Is it spring I, or summer? I think it's still spring, I think. Hmm. Have yeah, you ever, it's October. Have you ever held a koala in your arms? No. I don't think I've ever touched a koala. They are, I've hugged uh, a snake. Is that hugging or is that just... Such as well, a, it felt like a hug to like me. Like it battle. felt quite intimate. How do you, you can't even no. get a hug. You have to get your arms totally around it. You can't hug a snake. I mean, I, I did kind of. Katya, can you hug a snake? Sure. Okay. Have you hugged a snake? Uh, no, I don't think so. I've seen a couple of poisonous snakes. Whoa. Yeah, they were not in the zoo, but like in wildlife. In my lifetime, they, um... I did not attempt to hug them. Oh, this wasn't a this wasn't a zoo animal. <laughs> I, the farm, I, I... snake farm. 
What's the point of having a zoo in Australia in the first place? Right. Hey, this is a great zoo. Out the I went to the uh, the Taronga Zoo once. That's a good one. Yeah, this is, you know, this is uh, great. Uh, I, I have a little anecdote regarding the Taronga Zoo. Uh, just just a little background for for the folks at home. Um, I've we've had a local election here, and I've been um, working with the electoral commission to count votes. And um, one of the uh, the ballots was submitted with with no candidates uh, selected, and uh, a little message that said uh, the monkeys in the enclosure at Taronga Zoo would be better candidates than any of this bunch. <laughs> uh, what a fucking crank. Yeah. That's what people keep saying about the current United States election. Like, oh, we've got Monkeys. so many bad candidates. Like, come on. I think one is a lot worse. You got one good one. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> this is uh, maybe not... This is straying too much into our... Um, with whistle stomp, uh, whistle stomp zone. Yeah, if if anybody hasn't heard it, which I th I'm pretty sure it's the same group of people that listen to every single one of these, so this is probably absurd to to suggest that anybody hasn't <laughs> heard anybody that would listen to this hadn't heard of one of the other ones. But uh, uh -huh. James did a a really good uh, political podcast, a couple episodes. Yeah, it was real good. Thanks. I'm I'm looking forward to my Peabody. Are you gonna do another one? Um, I think so for like maybe the third debate if we feel like it or maybe like election day. I don't even know if there is going to be a third debate. <laughs> we'll just hit nuclear meltdown before then. Yeah. Oh, speaking of nuclear. So, okay. So the neighbor is building an A-bomb yeah. in the basement. Turns out to be a pool heater. So then um, they dismiss Alf, but then this is when he starts having horrific visions of Trevor holding an ice pick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which um quite disturbed me when uh, I, I was watching. I got really scared. Yeah, I, I was scared. Legit scary. Yeah. I mean, it, it's he's a scary guy. He's scary looking. You know that he he doesn't he's not actually into this either. So he's like a hostile presence in the show. Yeah. And, I mean, the actor. And he's like you know abusive to his wife. He probably murdered her. Like we still don't know whether he murdered her or not. I mean, like you know, in 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 the kind of present day you know 21st century climate like that that sort of character wouldn't really fly because it had come across as kind of menacing yeah and but that's just what so all have... husbands are like <laughs> oh yeah did, uh, did the trevor actor play in any horror films uh, i think he should he should have well, he's he's i think he's it gone was... missed his chance i mean before. <laughs> I guess we could check that. I'm checking it now. From beyond the grave. Oh, did they not? Back. Um, the Alpha Wiki is like entirely in universe. They don't have like behind the scenes details. But the Alpha Wiki is 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 shit. <laughs> so it would seem horrible. You should work on that, James. You have experience with the writing with wikis. articles. Yeah, you... things I'm interested in though. Yeah, so like ALF. Right, yeah. The program ALF. ALF. My favorite show. Yeah. Um, so, ALF has these dreams. 
So at some point, the the tanners start coming around to the theory. Oh, oh. So this is when, so Elf uh, looks out the window and he sees um, Trevor is digging a hole in the yard. He's got a some something wrapped in a tarp, and it seems, and he's smoking a cigar while he's digging. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was just um, looking for uh, like any evidence of like behind the scenes information on the Alf Wiki. So I went to like the only behind the scenes guy that I know. I went to Paul Fusco's page, <laughs> and the uh, the text is uh, one sentence for the article, and it says. Paul Fusco was the producer song vice, and the list goes on what he was. Paul Fusco. <laughs> That's it, folks. That's I, the man. I am uh, hitting. It's it's hard to um, it's hard to imagine the mind. Of the person that would write an Elf Wiki article, I kind of hope they listen to the podcast though, because it's not like there's that much Elf content out there. So, if you are listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're not. We try. We try. I mean, it's good that it's out there. I'm not sorry. You know, we, use, we we use it occasionally. Yeah. So I barely ever use it. There's um there's comments on this wiki article. I didn't really know that you could do that on wikis. And one of them uh, is from September 23rd, 2011. And it says, Dear Paul, my name is Maynard Alfred Shumway. Do I know you? It seems weird that my name is the same as Alf. Thanks, Al Shumway. Yeah, that's, uh, that's weird. I'd be afraid that mm. that guy was going to kill me. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Alf sees uh, Trev for burying something that is probably Raquel's dead body in the yard. So he, Trevor's just digging away. He's puffing on a cigar, digging. Is that good for your lungs? Smoking? <laughs> digging. Digging and smoking at the same time. Digging's good. I mean, uh, smoking is not good, but like you, you have some exercise. <laughs> the exercise. I don't, it's like I don't know. I've never done the two at the same time. Have you ever dug a hole? I may have said I... too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Okay. I I certainly have. I was taking dead bodies out of holes. Really. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because like you're ancient. Because you're a, an archaeologist's daughter. Yeah. Like an Indiana Jones type. Why would mm -hmm. you disturb the resting place of these of these poor souls? Well, the souls they are the souls are in heaven now, James. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> or hell. Or like. I mean, I always used to think, like, when I was a child, because I didn't really understand what death was, I kind of figured you just kind of hung around your body and just stayed in the ground being very bored. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you understand what death is now? Mm, I, maybe. I don't really. It's like a some sort of party, isn't it? It's like, um, it's a bureaucracy. If Beetlejuice uh, is a dedication. I see. Right, so you got to, like, stand in queues and things. Falling bureaucracy. Okay. Uh, so, Alf, um, 
was it the next morning? He tells the Tanners that he saw Trevor Barry. He pretends to be a BBC. Guy. <laughs> it's a really dumb scene. This seems like a little bit of just editorial uh, injection on maybe Paul Fusco's like into British <laughs> television or something, and but it seems really out of place. And he's like, yeah. does a really bad British accent, worse than mine, if you can imagine <laughs> that. Uh, can you do an uh, uh, um, Alf doing an English accent? You want you you want me to try that? Mm-hmm. Well, I gotta get my Alf down first. Willie. <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> I mean, that just sounds like Willie. I think, yeah, that was actually a Willie imitation. But maybe it was Alf imitating Willie. Okay, so <laughs> we're going in the wrong direction with it. Willie! No, can't do it. Let's just stop. <laughs> Nobody's asking James to do it. James, why don't you do the imitation? I was just thinking I, I could probably do uh, Alf doing Willie. No, I want you to do Alf. Wait. Oh, yeah, let's do that. Let's, listen. Okay, check that out. So, like, you'd be like, oh, I'm Willie. I hate fun. <laughs> I don't like to feed my, my alien anything. That's good. That's pretty Thanks. good. Wait, can you do a more American accent, James? It's 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 pretty fun. Can you do the rest uh, of the podcast with an American accent? You got it, partner. It's the cowboy. Yeah, me and me and Rick Perry were just gonna go down to Jeb Bush's house and, and wrestle some hogs. Is this a, like a fetish of yours, like cowboys <laughs> and and Republican hogs. candidates? Yeah. <laughs> Ted Cruz, he's a cowboy, right? Yeah. Lives in Texas. He's authentic. Just like in Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> All right, sorry, we're getting too far off the beaten track here. Um, that's that's for whistle stompers. Uh, <laughs> Our other podcast. What is um, the, the next scene? Oh, oh, so if Alf does Kate. the call. And Kate freaks out. Kate freaks out. You know, it was the call was funny. It was it's worth mentioning. It was like, what do you think of like the difference between BBC and United States shows? And and apparently, uh, Trevor's really into answering telephone polls. Like, like he had an answer. We don't know what it was, but he had an answer. Uh, and then he's like, question two: Did you murder your wife? <laughs> and uh, that's when Kate walks in. So this is where Kate is wearing like a really really cool outfit it's yeah. like she's I mean, got like a short sleeve button button down shirt open with a t-shirt is it a yeah. t-shirt underneath it is. And it's like a, it's got like colorful patterns they look like almost like cars but i think it's like just more of a paisley it's like just blue it's not a paisley but they're like you know how like I took paisley a, it's like amoebas. i took screenshots of it I'm I'm all prepared, and also I'm looking at it. Yeah, I'm looking at it. It yeah, looks really? like just crayon scribbles. It's almost like yeah, those um, those cups you could get with yeah. in the '90s with like the, the, the purple and teal scribbles. Yeah, which is <sighs> what do you think the material on that shirt is, guys? <laughs> Velcro. Calico. I, like I hope stuff. it's cotton, but probably not. Yeah, it's probably a, it's probably a cotton blend. 
cotton poly blind. Better ramp one in there. Yeah. I like her. Uh, I, I would wear curl. that. Yeah, I would. I would um, endorse you wearing it. Hey, I'm just looking in the background. They seem to have like the same picture on the wall twice. And is it the Hindenburg? <laughs> I don't know. It's like an airship or like what? a submarine or something. Can you take a Would screen grab? Me... I mean, I could. What bothered me more about the uh, background is they have like a, a bell, like like to to call servants or something. It's like a, a bell. Maybe that's the and bell they used to summon Alf. Yeah, it's just behind Alf, and you can see it for like good, like three seconds or so. Yeah. Uh, in plain mm -hmm. view, and I was like, "What? Who uses that? Who?" Maybe it's just a Maybe decoration. Maybe it's like a back to when like Alf was sick or something in a previous episode, and he would have used the bell to call for you know food or mm. whatever. Okay, so you sent me some pictures of this is oh, so. This is Kate's outfit. Does this have the Hindenburg in it too? Yeah, I think so. The those two pictures on the wall. It's the same picture. <laughs> that's. I mean, that's. That's done. also weird. That's done. I think. I can't yeah. get it to download. I don't know how this works. Cancelled. Skype not the best platform. Oh yeah, I click it and nothing happens, and then it says cancelled. Oh, there it is. Opening. This is good podcasting right here. Uh -huh. I think that's um, not the Hindenburg. I think that's a uh, scene, like scenery, like a uh -huh. landscape. It's a like landscape. a mountain. Yeah, you're mistaking yeah, a, a mountain, a uh, mountain for a blimp or a zeppelin. Uh -huh. Okay, so uh, what happens next, Katya? You should know. Um. Um. What happens next? Alf gets into the Monix house. Yep. And Willie tries to get him out of there by calling. Oh, he tries to stop Trevor from walking in on Alf uh, digging through his stuff. Right. And then Alf by answers the, the house. <laughs> and Alf answers the phone. That was pretty funny. I like how cool and collected Alf is. Like, he's not worried at all about being found and it, it sort of makes me think maybe he's not afraid because he's like invincible or has some kind of alien powers or something yeah well he does say earlier in this episode it, like he implies that he's been to mercury yeah which would he's mean been that he mercury, can survive tremendous temperatures he's got to be some kind of like demigod mm. or you know just have like fur made of asbestos fibers I don't think that would just... be enough I think he's being realistic because he he doesn't mind other people seeing him. It's true. Because uh, like Kate's mother saw him and that was not a big deal. Yeah. Would would really. Trevor really like immediately like oh it's an alien I'm gonna call the scientist to have him dissected like mm -hmm. why would why would he oh. do that? He would just kill him with a knife. That's true. Yeah. So um. <laughs> so Alf answers the phone and he has a very tense conversation with Willie. About like why he's there and why did he answer the phone? It was ringing. <laughs> Good answer. And then Willie calls again to talk to Trevor. Yeah, and this time Trevor answers, and they actually end up having a pretty fun conversation. Uh, actually, that's how the scene ends. They just sort of like, it's implied that Trevor's going to go on and on for a while about the BBC. 
Yeah, something That's about Benny Hill. Yeah. But I think this is more injection from Fusco, who is probably like more of a faulty towers guy. Um, but now he's like, well, why would this lowbrow uh, guy be into classy British television? It's like, oh, well, he probably watches trash like Betty Hill. Uh-huh. I just feel like most of this was probably over <laughs> the heads of the, most of the, the audience at the time. It's not over my head. I, like, are you sure this little headcanon of yours that Paul Fusco is like big into BBC sitcoms is like, there's anything to that? No, I think there's nothing to it because it was probably actually just the, the writer of this episode who was, oh, right. was into it. And that is... Um, sorry, let me go back to the very helpful ALF wiki. Because that's got to be like summarized somewhere, right? Nope. They don't even have who wrote the fucking episode. Just check IMDb. Jesus Christ. Who, if you're listening, whoever wrote this wiki, the author of the episode might be helpful on the fucking <laughs> wiki page. You idiot. <laughs> what is the point of this? Okay, sorry. Let's just not even worry about it. Um... <laughs> So, Alf escapes. Uh, With the fake teeth <laughs> that he steals from the Monik's house. So he steals um, what he thinks are Raquel Monik's real teeth, which he takes to be Pulled evidence. out of her body. Yeah, that, that she's been murdered and, and, and I guess, um, dismembered. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's kind of actually cute because it's like he, he doesn't seem to understand human physiology very well. Like, um, like, like Doctor Zoidberg. Yeah, this is it's very Zoidbergian. Mm. Doctor Zoidberg is also a little bit like Gumba Master. So he's like talking about it, eating eating trash. <laughs> Gumba, are you still watching that um, idiotic stream? It's not idiotic. What's the gimmick? Is it just a playthrough? Well, yeah. This I mean, it's... it's it's not it's not the it's not the the main Borderlands game. It's the adventure game. So it's a Telltale. I didn't know they made a Telltale uh, Borderlands game. That should, actually sounds kind of fun. Who is the it protagonist? Is. is it Handsome Jack? No, no. Is he the villain? It's actually you actually there are actually more uh, two protagonists actually. Mm. And how do these new um, ones? How do the um, the Telltale games work? They're episodic, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's the play time on a given episode? About two hours. Mm. And it's like a click, point and click. Yeah. Sorta. Yeah. I've never played. Maybe I'll check check that out. I've heard the Batman one is good. Yeah. I, I've got actually a fresh idea. How about an Alf um, Telltale game? Telltale game. That's a that, good idea. That's what I, that that's is what a really I good just... idea that I just had. I'm no, gonna write. I'm gonna write it. I'm gonna write an email See, about this. I said it to you. Just, oh, this is my idea. Not Thirty minutes copyright, ago. <laughs> copyright. Byron Hussey, 2017. <laughs> just getting ahead of it here because I know I have to change it. Mm-hmm. It's gonna. Yeah. 
Coming in 2017, the Byron Hussey, Paul Fusco, Telltale Game, Alf, play game. Play game. <laughs> nice naming skills. I think well, it would good be luck like, with that. I already sent off my email would, to Telltale. I think it would be good <laughs> if it were like sort of like like a Leisure Suit Larry type game too. Uh-huh. With a lot of like yeah. salacious jokes. Yeah, raunchy. Raunchy humor. I was reading okay. an article uh, on uh, one of them video game websites, I think Kotaku, uh, the mm -hmm. other day, that was about uh, the history of penises in video games. Oh. I understand you can see Leisure Suit Larry's penis is it in a, a video uh, game. Is it like an Easter egg, or is it just like full-on dangling out there for, for me? I think it's just in the game in one bit. I'd like to see can that. Can we I also mean, link that? You can't really, you can't, I mean, you can't yeah. really see a deep, see it detailed. It's just, you know, you can see it's there. So, uh -huh. Gumba, is it fair to say that... It's, it's, some... it's like through the glass floor of a, of, a, of a shower. Some combination of neurons in your mind represents the um, memory of what Leisure Suit Larry's penis looks like. Yeah. So you have first-hand knowledge. Yeah. Have you played all the Leisure Suit Larry games? I played all the ones that Alo worked on. Oh, I don't know who that is. The creator uh, of see. Leisure Suit Larry. Right. You. you like I didn't. The I didn't. I didn't play any ones that came afterwards. You know like the the, the ones that Viacom, that vile, disgusting. Jerk-offs. Yeah, they. <laughs> I didn't play those. But I. Uh, I have to admit, I've never played a single Leisure Suit Larry game, and I only barely know what it is. <laughs> fun they fact. Like bad. Fun fact. Uh, my grandparents bought me mm -hmm. Leisure Suit Larry one when I was fourteen. And that. That's beautiful. Fucked you up for life. <laughs> I guess I, I I would say I would say that that had al that had already happened. I I actually that brought back a memory for me that I accidentally got my grandmother to buy me a book about puberty once when I was a kid. Uh oh. Accidentally. It wasn't. No, it was actually about sex. It was about sex and puberty. And like I don't know if she knew what it was, but like. It was a helpful book, though, you know? I just thought it was it's funny. Good to learn. I thought things. it was, I actually, I, the only reason I wanted it, because I thought it was funny, because it had penises in it. <laughs> and it was like, it was like these uh, kind of, kind of chubby older people, and there was like representations of them having sex and making babies and stuff. But it was embarrassing in hindsight that like my grandmother bought, bought it for me. And she was really religious, mm. you know. Goodness. So I just don't like. I don't know if she knew she was buying a sex book for me, or if she was like, "Oh, well, this is an opportunity for him to be educated about the way uh, reproduction." But it was written for 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 kids. For children, and yeah, yeah. It was, it was like a. I mean, instructive. Well, I got to say, you know, uh, being European, uh, the delicious with Larry games were actually more, you know. Um, it was kind of laughable what 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 you Americans <laughs> seem pornographic. Yeah, very puritanical. You Americans, all the Americans in this podcast right now. Very, very puritanical bunch. 
So anyway, yeah. um, back to the back to Alf. Uh, where we leave off. There's not know. much left. Yeah, we're uh, going to really? it down here. So Willie goes over. So you bring the teeth back. That's right. That's right. So Willie, see, if I were Willie, I would just be like, uh, "There's no way these are going back. Like, this, there's no way I can explain this." I would just yeah. throw them in the trash. <laughs> we'll keep them. That was a funny, funny souvenir. <laughs> Ch chattering teeth that don't chatter. Mm. <laughs> so, um, Willie goes over there, and then Kate starts spying on on Trevor and Willie somehow and sees the ice pick again. And then there's a blackout again. So she freaks out and runs to the Aquanics house before Willie is murdered Yeah. with an ice pick. And um, she comes in. Also calls the police. She calls the police beforehand. No, doesn't Alf call the police? Well, maybe well, Alf does. Well. Yeah, because the police say... That Willie Tanner called, and Willie's like, "Why does he always use my name?" I thought <laughs> I thought that was funny too, because there was no reason he had to. It was just he was just being a dick. <laughs> um. So it turned out to be a misunderstanding, and the misunderstanding. So Kate just outright makes the accusation that Trevor murdered Raquel, and this is like. They sort of play it off like, uh, I forgive you. Because I don't think their relationship would ever bounce back from this, would it? It's like and again, the, uh... maybe uh, Trevor is just that, uh, that kind of easygoing guy. I don't know. I think oh, I, you accused me of murder. <laughs> Let's go uh, about it. I think that, yeah. that they have uh, crossed the Rubicon here of, in terms of having a, a, a normal relationship ever again. It's like the John Cheever scene in uh, Seinfeld. Yeah, which one was that? Oh, you know the one. It's like George. Uh, it's is it like his girlfriend's family or something? And oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the husband reveals letters. that he had an affair. Yeah. Yeah. With, with the author John Cheever. Or like the episode of Seinfeld where Jerry refused to let his neighbor in, and then the guy hated him from there on out and then he murdered his parrot similar alright so I remember that one the police come and um, Trevor explains that the blood in the bathroom which I think we hadn't heard about until this point <laughs> Kate mentions blood in the bathroom I don't think we perhaps he possibly you know should have exercised his right to remain silent yeah yeah on that front but um trevor claims that he had bought a like a stolen side of beef from uh -huh. that somebody like heisted from a truck but then he doubles he kind of backpedals on that because he's talking to a policeman and says it was he wanted a raffle beef raffle beef raffle have any have any of you ever entered a beef raffle? Yes. Really? Yeah, I'm a member of the club, the labor club down here. You are a liar. No, I am. 
You have you've entered a beef raffle specifically yeah, to like win a, beef. It's like a meat raffle, and you get tickets on your birthday. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. I didn't win. <laughs> I could, I could have sworn I would have sworn up and down that there's no such thing as a a meat raffle. Oh yeah, that's like a it's like a staple of like clubs. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, they, they're I like, mean. I didn't know you. You got to admit the Okmonics. You got to admit the Okmonics are the kind of people that would that would participate in the meat raffle. But they didn't. He he bought it. It was stolen. It was just an excuse. It was a made up excuse. (laughs) But I guess it was a better one than I realized. That's all. Um, It's a really weird scene. So basically, he was accused of killing and burying his wife. Yeah. And instead of like at least digging up that meat from the from his garden, mm-hmm. he just says, "Oh, it was just beef." Yeah. And that blood <laughs> in the bathroom, by the way, is from the same beef. It's also from. The and beef. the police officer is like, "Oh, all right. Oh, where's your wife? Mm-hmm. She's she, she's at her sister's. She's uh, at her sister's. She, she's away. She's out. She's in the so, beef. She's hole. gone to a better place. <laughs> beef hole." <laughs> What? I don't know. Let's uh. So, so the beef. So Trevor's story is that the beef was rotting, and and Raquel left because it was stinking up the house, and it had nothing to do with the, their fighting. I guess one would have thought that maybe she left because they were fighting, but it was really the beef. And so is the solution. I mean, they might have been fighting over that. Is the solution to rotting beef? Burying it. That's what you do with rotting flesh. I, I mean, I guess it's fu- right. I mean, like if you dig the hole deep enough, it just. It I mean, if you want to, if, if you want to have lots of methane. Yeah, I like they say that you shouldn't uh, put meat in a compost heap because it'll attract rats. But I mean, if you so bury it deep really enough, know. it wouldn't make a difference, right? Yeah. I've, I'm a homeowner now, and I have a yard, so I'm just asking for informational purposes in case you could make a, I end up with a You could make a scientific um, test. Could he have um, just put the, the beef into, like, a trash can and had it taken away by the garbage man? Might have been uh, quite I don't, No, I don't think so, he, no. That would he be... couldn't because, you know, Byron, actually there was no beef. That was just his dead wife. So his dead, <laughs> so his dead wife was the one, the thing that was dead and stinking. And Why would you, be put you in would bury her in the backyard, though? I mean, that's like, it's right there and you can get caught just like that. Yeah, he could just dri- right, see, drive out to the he, pine he barrens. Just, uh, he just talked to the police guy. It's all cool. You know, it's, it's all good. Uh, yeah. No big deal. So, um, I guess so. We what we we, we get an is we get an explanation for the burying, but we never get an explanation for the actual murder. So I think this was sloppy writing, because we we only they didn't tie everything together, and we it would have been nice to see Raquel again, just to say by the way she wasn't she really wasn't dead. Well. You can't see her again because she's been murdered. That would be great. I mean, I would love to just buy that, but we 
we you know full well we're gonna see her in an, another episode in the future. So let's not let's not be disingenuous, guys. Um, you know how much I hate disingenuousness. She, yeah. she didn't appear in the whole uh, in the whole episode, didn't she? She was in the hole with the beef. No, no, I mean <laughs> she didn't. She, she didn't have a. She was uh, in the beginning. She came over to when he was eating the corn. You only heard the mouse, uh, the the voice. No, you heard it. You no, saw she came her. in. She, she saw she 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 was complicit in the thieving of the corn. <laughs> Those corn thieving immigrants. Yeah. So um, everything's uh, wrapped up into a neat little package. The only thing, the the, the sort of the. The, the zinger at the end is that Alf actually wants to dig up the rotten beef and uh, and eat it. Which is disgusting. Mm. And if he digs up the beef thinking it's beef, but then it turns out to be Raquel, do you think he would still eat it? Yeah. He's, yes. He's, he's pretty fucked. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I would like to somebody to draw that scene. What exactly? So um, it's a comic, three panels. All right. <laughs> Alf is digging up what he thinks is beef in the first panel. In the second panel, he discovers it's Raquel Archimonic's corpse. Third panel, he's eating the corpse. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah. But you yeah. gotta, you gotta know this episode to appreciate the. Put Willie in there too. Yeah, let me throw him in. It's possible to appreciate Alf eating a little bit of human flesh without context, isn't it? If it's beautiful art. Hmm. You know, in the first panel, Willie's more, you know, um, enraged. In the second, he's shocked, and in the third, he vomits. Oh that, dear! Is that a separate? He's despondent. Comic or a companion yeah, piece? It's like in the comic piece. you, in the comic you 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 described, you know, Willie should be in there too. Like in the background. So we can torture him yeah. a bit more. Okay, <laughs> uh, so but we we did it, guys. That's the end. Woohoo! Uh, any yeah. final thoughts on the episode? This is the end, my friend. Is that that's like, an interesting? Uh, that was thought. the that's first. Uh, that was the first Alf episode that really scared me so you, and it, um, it was kind of a pleasant surprise so you weren't scared of the one where Raquel was in the house at night with him no that was not scary at all I don't even remember what happened in it it was like a psycho thing right yeah it was just boring um I got to interrupt the once more you know um I just been reading up on Liz Sheridan, the actress who plays uh, Raquel. Mm-hmm. No, because this is a this is a sh- this this episode was mainly about her or her fate, and mm-hmm. uh, I do read here that she in her youth she met the uh, young James Dean and had a short romance with him. I've read that too. <laughs> it sounds to me I've I've read that too, and it actually. To me, sounds like something she might have made up. Because mm. it sounds like, like it's something. Like did this... she write? Did she have like an autobiography? No, she's not important enough to have an autobiography. Well, it sounds like something people. she would have just like pulled out of her ass at like a. 
Maybe like at an interview or something. Like like, yeah, tour. I knew James Dean. Like she probably met him. Like she probably just threw think, in the, the the relationship. You know, why not? I think yeah. Then again, Ward has like again. some stories in his autobiography. No. <laughs> That's actually, that's actually what my friends told told me when when I said that I was on a podcast with Byron Hussey. What what did they tell well, you? Well, they should just listen to the podcast. That, that's, I, uh... that I just made it up. Oh, you want? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of evidence out there. I, I'm really, not seeing we any... did just make it up, though, didn't we? Where is the uh, the evidence of this this so-called relationship with James Dean on behalf of? Um... Do you want her to take like a, oh. a like a a DNA kit? Yeah, I think she's dead. So. Mm. She's joined oh, her up from the back garden. She's still alive. She's still alive. Yeah, Jesus. age eighty-seven. She was also Jerry Seinfeld's mom in the hit humor show, The Seinfeld Chronicles. Mm. The hit humor show, The Seinfeld Chronicles. All right, guys. Uh, Katya, so you think you were pleasantly surprised by the terror that you felt watching this episode? James, do you have any final thoughts on this closing thoughts? Um, yeah, I'd just like to uh, remind uh, our, our audience of the um, the immortal words: "Paul Fusco was the producer, song vice, and the list goes on." What he was, Paul Fusco was That's good. Thank you. Good. You're welcome. It's a good closer. All right. Well, uh, thanks everybody for uh, for tuning in. This has been a good, good one. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Byrobot. Follow James at Sheevesy. That's the one. Katya's uh, three in this. <laughs> also leave us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you don't have to follow me. It's fine. But what you can do is just leave us some comments. Oh, um, yeah. Please. That would be great. In the sound cloud. Please leave a comment. I mean, come on. It's pathetic. I'm talking to you, Mr. Cheese. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> come on, dude. I've only ever made, like, I think, like, two comments on um, SoundCloud. Yeah, it's a... Uh, I've seen more popular podcasts and videos than 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 ours with zero comments on soundcloud i don't feel too bad about it it used to be kind of a good like platform for it because you'd be listening to it in the browser and you'd see like the comment pop up at the point where it is but i think since they've updated it it doesn't do that anymore yeah and if it's, it's just if you're listening to it like on a mobile device then it's completely you know you're not looking mm. at the shit okay everybody well thanks for tuning in and also at gumba masters gumba masters uh twitter handle yeah. Um, so tune in next time. Next episode of Elves Back in Pod form will feature the episode called It Ain't Easy Being Green, which I believe is about a school play. 420. Where um, Brian has to dress up as an asparagus, and he has a really shitty friend that comes over and is a huge asshole. So that's a good one. Right. And also, uh, I think, Willie will make up a song about asparagus. So if that doesn't get you to tune in, I don't know. You, there must, you must be mentally ill. Hi, right, guys. It's legit. Thanks, thanks for joining. 
Final. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining. Take it easy. Bye. Bye.